Okay, we're live. Welcome back, everybody, to Chant It Down. ChantItDownRadio.com is the website. This is episode 249. I'm your host, Loomis, and welcome back again. And today, we're going to look into an occult order that I had never heard of before. Uh, We hear about many different occult groups running our world in this field of research. We live in a world run by the occult, from corporate logos uh, down to the actual way that society is structured and run, the layout of our cities and our buildings, and many have no idea. But the Order of Nine Angles is is new to me, and maybe to you too. It's not a large occult order, but a very sinister one that is rooted in the darkest of occult magic. And to break this down, I got the great William Ramsey back on to discuss his research into this group. He's an author, researcher, podcaster, attorney, a graduate in, in history from the University of Berkeley, California, and wrote an actual book on this group, Global Death Cult, which we're going to go over a bit today. And you can find his work at WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com. Well, William, welcome back to Chin It Down. Loomis, great to be with you. Thanks for having me back. Hey, great to have you, man. Um, yeah, this is another venture. I don't know how many we've done now, but this is uh, it's great to discuss this. This is, uh, I, I got to read the book and I was... Uh, kind of blown away by how evil this group really is and that a group like this actually exists it's hard to believe i didn't know whether they existed either i hadn't heard nothing people would send me stuff or maybe notes i'm like i don't even know what this is it wasn't until a a guy who's now kind of my online friend said hey you really got to check out this this group and sent me stuff about their ideas and i was like oh wow because i'd already kind of studied you know crowley the oto and some of these other groups too so i was like I'd never heard of this. It's really uh, a modern group because of, I think, mass communications. And it really didn't really kind of put all of its core documents together until the 80s, which is really remarkable. So it's not like Helena Blavatsky or Masonry, which goes ways, you know, goes supposedly way back. So it's really different. Yeah, it's it's and most of the um, well, we'll get into it as most of the crimes have been actually pretty recent too, like in the last two decades or so. So it's, it's interesting how this sort of kind of cropped up and most people probably never noticed, but um, let's talk about this mysterious group. I guess maybe we should start with its founder, David Maya. I mean, what a strange life this guy has lived. He's, he lived a very eclectic life. I mean, he, he loved the outdoors. He lived in East Africa, spent time in Singapore. He learned Marsh Chinese martial arts. Then he learned, ancient greek and sanskrit learned hindu and buddhist philosophies then he returns to the uk and and got in like chaotic street fights then got into nazism and extreme right-wing politics and then later in life he got into a catholic monastery then later became an islamic militant but underneath all of that he has he was this dark deep satanist going under several pseudonyms and it's just like i mean this is a very a really strange guy to come out with all this eclectic background knowledge but this dark satanist underneath it all yeah no it is he is an interesting figure he's still alive he's actually on twitter i mean i think he's in his 70s now he's probably toned it down he claims to be done with it but uh he really was a remarkable guy trying to fuse his far right ideas like uh, neo-Nazism with the occult. 
And that's really kind of what can, uh, what came together to become the Order of Nine Angles. It's really something else. Something else. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really. Um, and and of course, he's been under different pseudonyms, so you don't really know if he's still involved with these people or not, huh? I mean, it's just kind of hard to hard to tell. There was a record of him coming to California to meet people, I think, in like 2010 or 2011. So, like, you know, within the last decade, he was. Uh, there was some kind of group, you know, group meeting or something like that that he talked about. That it's in his writing, so he's still connected in some way. How much so? They're very secretive. Uh, how much so is a different thing. But the writing, all bear like the original writing, all kind of bears his pseudonyms. I think it was uh, Ant Anton Long and Stephen Brown were two of his pseudonyms. Yeah. Yeah, he says in his own words, he said he had a vision of a human galactic empire founded and maintained by a new breed of warrior explorers. And so he basically believes that they want to kind of like bring in a new human through this satanic uh, agenda. Homo galacticus, right? Yeah. So it's like like then you go back and he had all kinds of weird names for the other people. Homo hubriati and things like that or. Uh, the mundanes they call them the mundanes like all the people are they're all lesser kind of types it's kind of like nazism it were the you know vanguard of the future but yeah they were they he apparently the order of nine angles had a 400 year plan to like get rid of all of their enemies and seed the galaxy like it's almost like it has a space opera element to it you yeah. know whether that would ever be realized or not uh, is another story yeah and these are real white supremacists. Like, I mean, you know, as far as in like my vision of life, I've never even met any white supremacists really. And, and um, of course I live in Hawaii, but like, uh, like the media is always, you know, trying to blame like people that just are trying to keep things or conservatives in America or Trump supporters and say they're the white supremacists, but these are like actual real white supremacists that actually believe in Nazism and, and, Adolf Hitler and and combine it with the dark occult and, and that's this this is this is actually a real group that I had no idea you know it's just it's just crazy that people crazy. have this philosophy right so that that was part of the theme of like post Nazism is that there's the one group who view Hitler as an antichrist that's my mm -hmm. view like all those values are horrible and a lot of millions of people died and then there's this strange group of people who view Hitler as an avatar. That he was like a good guy, like this is the guy fighting for us, and it's weird, like a religious thing. And that's like this one girl, uh, Devi, her name was Savitri Devi, was a writer. She wrote, so she was an esoteric Nazi too. And there was another guy out of uh Chile who was like his last name was Guerrero, like he had a Latino last name. But both of these people really saw Hitler as something like uh this atavistic thing of like bringing good to humanity. And I think that's exactly what Maya was like. Like that's why they re they renamed time, not like the time of Christ, but it was the time from Hitler, the year of Fianna, the year of rejoicing when Hitler was born, 1889. Like it's totally wow. like flipped everything upside down. It's not even believable, but yeah, but the, the shows they're out there and their groups. And I have that whole section in the book about their Nexions, which is essentially their cells. And right. I saw the Nexians at a certain time. I don't know where they're at now, but they're seated all throughout the world. Right. Quite a few countries you, you talked about. Yeah. Um, I 
I found it extremely interesting too when it gets into the comparison with other satanic groups such as the um, Temple of Set. Basically, Myatt under the pseudonym, um, I think it was Stephen Brown, says the ONA is the real deal Satanism because they believe in human sacrifice. And they're like, they, you know, they believe what they call it an opfer or um, uh, some kind of a, is that what they call it, opfer? Yeah, opfer, that's the German word for sacrifice. Yeah. And I found that extremely crazy to think that you know it kind of makes these other satanic groups look pretty pretty uh like bland compared to uh <laughs> what they're talking about they're talking about like this is part of it like you know that you you uh basically just kill off um someone as a ritual sacrifice where i don't think the temple of set was like kind of against it right and i, I imagine levain satanism doesn't really promote that either is that is that right i don't think publicly. Not he, publicly in one of those letters the letters of stephen brown where he's literally talking to michael aquino and they go to meet him they are in the uk but uh, in those letters he's like insinuating that they do that it's just not a public part of their doctrines that they do stuff behind doors and he was saying, Maya, through his pseudonym, was saying that's the essential component of our, that's the real brand of Satanism, is to do this these human callings. And that's what differentiates me from, or us, from all of you kind of, you know, performative, superficial Satanists is what the kind of the way it comes across him. Yeah, he says in the Black Book of Satan, they use the magical energies of traditional Satanism and somehow enha enhance the sinister rather than the energies associated with other traditions, which tend to undermine the sinister. <laughs> right. No, it's wild. And they also mentioned Chaos Magic. I think they mentioned one of those guys who wrote uh, oh, one of the Chaos Magic books. So like, He's aware, Myatt's aware of like where his group is in relationship to kind of these other kind of underground groups or cult groups. But yeah, um, yeah it's pretty interesting. Well, I, I think they go by a lot of the, the core fundamentals of Satanism too. Like, I mean, a lot of Satanists believe that most people are worthless. I mean, I know he says something like the fundamental principle behind the action is that some people are worthless and because of their deeds and character do not deserve to live. Yeah. It says, in fact, their that their demise is healthy akin to an act or acts of natural justice. This is a statement of genuine Satanism. That's what he says. It's like, whew. Um, really cruel, cold-blooded. Just Cold like the Nazis. Yeah, just like the Nazis. Yeah. And um, what I always find interesting about, like, just in general, it's it's like the the Satanist ideolo ideologies. It's weird because the reason that society is dumbed down and demoralized is because we are in a world run by the dark occult that is, is culture creating. And I don't understand in general how all these dark groups don't make that connection that they're the actually the ones dumbing people down. And if they want a world of sharp-minded people, maybe they should stop dumbing them down, you know? Right, right. No, it's a good point. Like, but the, I think that's the outlook. That's kind of like, we're the elite, you're not, and we're going to prove it by right. maintaining our elite status and turning you into dumbed down, poisoned, you know, people. And that just proves our point that we're right, right? So it's kind of like the Darwinian approach. Like, and we're the ones that we deserve to be on top. 
we're proving we're on top and we're proving that the slave shall serve like Crowley would say. Right. And they also believe, you know, you have a choice. So they, th they think, well, everybody's just making this choice to be dumbed down because they don't have to be. And if they choose that, then they're mundane, worthless people. Is That's their mindset, I think, in, in general. Right. And they had that whole section on selecting an offer, right? So you're proving this person is fit for this sacrifice by being, yeah. by showing uh, bad character, I guess was the way they would term it. I forgot the actual term, but... Like they, you're supposed to go through this testing process. Like it's really sick and sinister. And it you is. don't know. Yeah. I mean, and there were, and you, you can just read, people can read the book. There's been crimes associated with them. Uh, it's still kind of happening. There was a guy just in the news. I haven't done a show on it yet. His name was Angel Almieta and just like crazy stuff. Like he was in all kinds of, like the designation of like, you know, I mean, they're like into kitty porn and all kinds of crazy and and the ONA doctrines. Like, it's like there's just no moral code. It's it's off the charts. Mm -hmm. I I it's hard to for people like us, even though we research this, it's hard to think that people like this even are alive and and with us here in society. It's just it's like I've never even met anybody that evil. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because Maya writes like, "We'll know if you're one of us." Like they, there's like, and they're just looking for that one out of a thousand. And yeah. there are kind of people like there's been psychologists who like try to go through and find out who's the sociopath, who's the psychopath, how they can tell a psychopath thinks. And th I think these are called like my Maya's like, yeah, this is the way I think, and I'm looking for people like me, and that's the kind of like one of the reasons why they put this stuff out is kind of like we're connecting with these other people who have, you know, have our similar outlook, which is mm -hmm. just this totally Naziistic, you know, hellscape outlook. And they've, I mean, there's, there's crimes associated with this group, but what other crimes have they pulled off that we don't even know? You know, there's stuff right. that came to the surface. Yeah. Cause they work in these cells. Like they, they don't, they don't work in really small cells, but basically they go, and read these writings and just kind of make their own group. Is that, is that right? I think so. And I think that this kind of like maybe some other cult group, like you have to follow, it's very doctrinaire and you got to follow anything. But the way Myatt wrote the ONA is like, you can just take whatever you want from us. And there was some word that he had for people who believed in their doctrines, but never joined the group. So right. a Belobian or some kind of weird term, but yeah. So I mean, it's really dispersed throughout the world. Like you see weird things happening in Russia, Serbia, the U.S., U.K. for sure, Australia. And it's just like, and I think that it coincides with the growing nihilism and lack of like uh, organized religion. So it's picking up these kind of lost people who, you know, don't have something to attach to. So I think that that's another reason why it kind of grew and, you know, people are more interested. Yeah. Yeah. And in the book, you trace this group from the UK to, to many like more modern cells, like, such as Adam Waffen and right. and many killings that happen more in recent times. What are some of the biggest crimes you think that uh, that you've put in the book? It's a good question. I mean, there was the Adam Waffen founder's name was Clint Russell and he was in Florida and he was with another guy, Anders, I think his name was, and he ended up shooting two people who were in this Adam Waffen, which is a neo-Nazi group, but it got infiltrated by the ideas of the ONA. 
So there, I mean, those are the crimes that we know of. Is that there was another Adam Waffen member who killed a Jewish guy here in Orange, California, 20 year old. Uh, there was another uh, Adam Waffen member who shot his girlfriend's parents to death. Oh, yeah. And there was a, a flat out order of nine angles guy in Toronto. His name was William Von Nudigem. And he went out with a knife at night and killed some Muslim guy who was really kind of a doorman. He came up behind him and slit his throat. And he didn't know him. It was just like that was it. And there was another murder that I don't know if they've solved, which happened a week before the same way it was a stabbing. Um, so William Von Nudigem, I think he just went to jail. Like they finally, because of COVID, a lot of these people didn't get prosecuted. Uh, in All a right. timely manner but those are ones that we know of there was another huge one this guy metzger who uh was a part of the military he was in italy his group was going to turkey or something and he was trying to contact the ona and say hey let's do a mass casualty event why don't you set up with this and he got caught and he was brought back and he was in the same jail that Ghislaine maxwell and uh uh, Epstein were in, so he he got prosecuted and went to jail. Recently, I think this year he was finally sentenced, <laughs> uh, prosecuted and sentenced. Um, so those are one example. There was a guy; his name was E. A. Coetting, who was uh, secretly writing for Order of Nine Angles, supposedly, and he ran something out of Utah called "Be Become Your Own Living God." And there was some kind of uh, impressionable young man named Daniel Hussein who lived that or listened to that and made some kind of blood pact with a demon and went out into a park in uh, London and, and killed two women who were celebrating a birthday party. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember reading that. That's... So it's global in nature. And some of these guys have gotten caught. A lot of these leaders of these offshoot groups of Nazis who've been influenced by the order of nine angles, like Fear Creek, Sonnen Creek have been busted. Like one of them sent like, uh, you know, had really gnarly posters and really, hard, like, well, there's a there's a correlation between these uh, neo-Nazi groups and child porn. So a lot of these guys get busted for saying like, we're going to overthrow the government on some message board or something, and having uh, child abuse material too. So uh, those are just an example of some of the crimes that that we know of that are associated with these uh, these ideas. Pure psychopaths, ah, unbelievable. I it doesn't seem like a group like this would get much traction in today's new world order, which is in the guise of um, equality with the rainbow flags. And, um, you know, like uh, it seems like, I mean, I mean, I don't know that I know the equality banner is just a big front for the, you know, new world order to, you know, get everybody in this like <clears throat> box, but uh, it doesn't seem like the, this kind of a group would ever even like have one up in this world because, you know, it's like, they got a lot of work to do if they want to get their job done. You know, even, yeah, it's just, it's just. It's I mean, he had a 400 year plan, so I don't know how popular this would be. It's come onto the, the ONA is definitely on the radar of the U S law enforcement. There's been things that have been talked about in Congress and Congress people, Congress persons have, you know, sent letters to people. Hey, watch out for this group. And interestingly, just this year, uh, this guy I mentioned earlier, who's the founder of Adam Waffen, he got arrested with his girlfriend. They were like the Bonnie and Clyde of neo-Nazis. Their plan was to destroy the electrical grid of Baltimore, which is like 70% African-American. So yeah. they got, they're never going to get out of jail after that. So um, 
but it just shows kind of his determination. Like he went to, he went to jail over the killing of his roommates and then got out and then they got him again, like trying to plot something horrible. So um, these guys are around. And I mean, I mentioned like this one, these like bond, this one Asian Nazi, which is kind of hard to explain, but she yeah. was going to do a mass casualty event in Halifax, Nova Scotia with her. Right. Online yeah. Yeah. And she, she didn't. And, and she was going to meet together with some guy. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And they, they were basically do a mass shooting in a mall or something. Yeah, and they were admirers of the whole Columbine situation. And I right. think the guy was planning to kill his dad. I think one guy shot his mom or something. But, like, they were going to do it all three. And they had kind of, like, a you know, sexting relationship online. So it was, And they had never met. So, like, somebody, uh, thank God, like, told the cops, hey, she's flying to Halifax. And they're going to do this yeah. stuff. But, yeah, and she... Had all of the kind of uh, regalia ideas. She was on this place called Iron March, which is kind of a fascist far right thing. But it's weird to see somebody like that who is into Nazism. <laughs> like she was a Thai background. Her last name yeah. was Sivanarat. Yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of surprised me too. I was looking at her like she looks, she doesn't look white. And, um, you know, so it kind of makes me think too, though, like, most of these events you see in the media, I think, are staged or uh, planned, you know, these mass shootings, as we probably talked about, too, before. But some of these could be actual real crimes. I mean, actually, we just had one yesterday. Was it in Maine? Um, yeah, Maine. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of these people could be part of this and we would never know. Good point. And it's kind of like seeded out, like some of these ideas, like there was one guy, Chris Crespo. Remember Crespo? Who Crespo? He shot a bunch of people at a uh, parade. Like he had the smiley face. And you don't know mm, whether how yeah. many of these ideas influence people or whether they're reading into it. And the cops don't ask. The cops, it's not really their incentive to get to motive as much as like, did they commit the crime? So right. I think that like, they're not asking, are you into the occult? What are you reading online? Like, well, how did you get to the point where you shot somebody or did this? Like, like you can understand like if somebody's in the mob or uh, listens to gangster rap or, uh, yeah. you know, something like why they would commit a crime. But like some of these, I don't think the cops, it's not as much on their radar as it should be, in my opinion. No. Well, like I'd never heard of them until, you know, you you brought it into the picture. So it's just like it's a really small but insidious, sinister group. And, and it's yeah. Insidious yeah. is a good word because they have that whole idea of an insight role, right? So mm -hmm. my, it's encouraging people to infiltrate stuff to get learning done. So some of those guys, like I think Russell was probably in the National Guard so that he could get training, uh, to get gun training learned So because he was a militant. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that's fair to say. So what other guys are out there? And there was a problem in the military with Nazism, and it's been there for a couple decades at least, of these guys kind of like uh, – white supremacists in there and the military kind of, I think responded to it and kicked some of these people out. But uh, it's a concern, you know, like in the, uh, like this younger, I think as the younger generations kind of grew up hope more hopeless and not have stuff to look forward to. I think that groups like this are going to be much more um, attractive to younger men. Well, I mean, I've had this theory and I've never really seen it in motion, but in, in the back of my head, I've had this theory that, 
with the left becoming so progressive and woke and insane that it's actually starting to make some people really racist and bigoted and actually turn people maybe to the far right, you know, and maybe that is actually uh, kind of a ploy too in the way of creating people like that because the left has just gone so crazy and woke. Good point. I think so. Like people who are on the standard left, they're looking yeah. at like, there's a really funny meme. Like this was me like talking about civil rights and equality under the law. And now you're over there talking about, you know, transgenderism, woke flag and all this stuff. Like, uh-huh. like it moves. Yeah. So I think that that's it. I think, I think that if you look at far right kind of groups or the rise of maybe fascism, a lot of it happens during destabilization because people are destabilized. Like this is a destabilizing time. And mm-hmm. like the rise of the Nazis was during a time where like mass inflation, everybody lost their money and there was no, the political system wasn't working that great. So people want security. And so that's why they'll go, I think, to the right. And that, so I think that that's, there could be like a swing back of the pendulum. Like people are living through this kind of like dominant, like you said, woke ideology. And once they're done with that, it's like, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want any, I don't want you to train my kids. I don't want you to be in a position of power. Yeah. I don't want you to be in the educational system. So, yeah. Yeah. It seems like it could be a pendulum swing sharp to the other direction for some people anyway. And that's dangerous too. It's just like people can't, people need to get away from all this programming. Yeah, no but, doubt. Um, another thing that really sparked my interest was the calling down of these dark gods really scary stuff but like talking about um let's see if i can find it here um according to maya legends recall that the excuse me <clears throat> the dark gods visited earth several times in the past reaching our planet through um the use of portals or stargates these stargates are areas where the cosmic and spiritual worlds connect according to the legend stargates exist near to near to stars Dibith, Naos, and Algo. And that is, if you journey from Earth in the direction of these stars, you would pass through a stargate. The book states that the abyss can be reached by practicing the sevenfold way. Is the gate to the gods, excuse me, (coughs) to the gods within us and the gods without. And I just found it like, I mean, you know, could some of, of what, some of what they're talking about could they be regarded by some people as like extraterrestrials or or what people think might be i mean this gets into a gray area but i had some guests i've had guests on that have sort of you know i just listened to their perspective but they you know separated et entities and demons but in this instance i would say we're looking at some interdimensional something i mean i i mean who who are these gods they do they fit into you know, like some ancient societies, even you wonder, you know, it's, it's very, it's very interesting. My understanding, he claims that he got a lot of those gods from a manuscript he got from the Middle East is what he says. So it's almost like they're, um, you know, uh, Mesopotamian gods or something like that. And you're supposed to summon them through a portal. Yeah. So, and like some of them, you're supposed to presence them, like be possessed by them. So you like go out and do the right ritual in front of like the right constellation and bring it down. So it's really crazy stuff. Very heavy. The gods of like horrible. They're almost like uh, 
Lovecraftian gods, although they would deny it. I think the ONA would deny it. But it's almost like that kind of presence, some kind of evil entity. You feed it energy. Yeah. <clears throat> Somebody in the comments says, this is also the time of God is dead, in quotes, promoting evolution as fact and scientism. It, it creates nihilists. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, um, the Black Book of Satan, this actually talks about the inverting of Christian ritual. And that makes me see a clear picture of why these people hate Christianity so much and why this world is so anti-Christian, because our, our world is run by dark Satanists. I mean, this is just Satanists in general, not just the ONA, but like they, they think um, love, forgiveness and compassion are weak, you know? And uh, it makes, I've never really seen that um, worded that way, I guess. So I was like, wow, I, that's why they think that this is, they think that basically anything good in the world is basically weak. Right. I would say that's kind of a Nazi ideology. Like you're not supposed to have sympathy or empathy or anything right. like that. Like that's Nazarene. Like they would call it Nazarene. So um, yeah, it's, it's pretty ugly. Yeah. It is these the this ONA they they think they actually believe it looks to me is actually they believe Satan as an entity, this prince of darkness. Where I know it seems from my research, many of the satanic groups say they don't believe in an actual Satan, such as like Levian Satanism. They they're more kind of like atheists sort of, but these ones it's the they seem to be looking at an actual entity that they want to like bring down basically is that is that right yeah i would agree with that and to go yeah. back to your earlier point the kind of like in the christian thing i think that when my was in this monastery he brought a lot of his ideas out of the monastery into the satanism like the chants and all this stuff like that, that yeah he learned in this monastery but uh i do believe they have this concept of presencing like you're almost possessed so you're trying to get possessed by this entity. And so uh, I think that like they would say Baphomet, like Baphomet or Baphomet is their Satan, you know. So I think uh, they have a different kind of breed. But they don't think they believe in, in, in demons or evil entities. Yeah, they're not atheistic. Like they definitely believe you're trying to communicate with, uh, you know, with entities. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I did this research once into this one group because um, you were talking about some of the Mesopotamian gods. Uh, it was called the Joy of Satan. <laughs> and and uh, they actually believe that Satan is Anki from the Sumerian tablets. And that's that's who they think is the real god of this world. I, I thought, interesting. huh, that's interesting. So, so there are... That Enlil, Enlil, have you ever heard of Enlil? Yeah. No, like I've heard that even Damien Eccles talked about Enlil and uh, oh, oh, what's his name? There's another Christian kind of scholar who is like interested in these Mesopotamia gods because that's kind of where they like Peter Lavenda and some of these other occultists like going back to the Mesopotamia gods is like going back to the real thing, you know, like the real, you know, original demonic entities pre Egyptian, right? That's right. kind of like the goal is kind of raise those up. Yeah, because they, they were far from perfect. And if you research what they were actually like, and I I would want I wonder sometimes too, um, if some of these uh, 
the some of these Babylonian religions are just stemmed off of these these entities and and maybe that's where you get Baal from later on. I don't I don't Baal know. Luck. Yeah, I don't know. Baal I would assume so. I think that they the the corresponding like gods right can go from Rome back to Greece back to Egypt and then back to Babylon and Mesopotamia. I think that that's there's some that these gods may have different names, but I think they're the same entity. I would guess. I don't, I don't really have proof of that, but that's my understanding. Yeah. It, when you in the book you say, uh, or says, according to tradition, the dark gods are waiting in what may be described as a parallel universe to return to Earth and thus our spatial causal universe. Essentially, the universe of dark gods is a causal and the two universes may be represented as being joined by various stargates or more accurately, Nexians. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting use of the term too, right? So the yeah. gates are the Nexians, so this cell is like a representation of this dark god. Like, So he inverts those two. The guy's very clever. He claims to have a 185 IQ. I don't know how you could actually... I, I would believe that. it, even if he's a total psychopath, but like just the fact that someone who would gather such an eclectic background of so many things has to have a pretty high IQ to be able to like sort it all and put it together, even if it's in the most evil way possible, just someone who could take all those different influences of all these different religions and philosophies. I mean, you have to have some, some brains for that for sure. Even if he's a total psychopath. Yeah, and there's been elements. That, I mean, there's been, is this an intelligence? Uh, people always ask me that because there's so many different fake names. Is somebody guiding this? And I didn't really have any evidence of that. He yeah, was I was going to ask you that too. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. I mean, they all do. And it's a good question. I don't have like an accurate angle. I mean, if it's an intelligence op, they wouldn't leave the traces that it was, right? Like they right. wouldn't make it obvious. So there's nothing obvious there that says it. We know for a fact, and he admits it in his biography, that Myatt was a member of Combat 88, which was part of the European Gladio network. Gladio is a Roman sword. It was put together post-war to have kind of military troops to fend off communists. And if there was a, com like literally if the Russians invaded the communist inv invasion, they wanted to have their own cells. So we know he had, that's kind of an, it's all set up by the CIA and right-wing groups and stuff like that. So we know that he was in that. Like maybe he was recruited through that to start this group for whatever aim, right? But the fact is, and I've talked to Igor Sarsky and he's in the book too, but it's like this is almost like a software that was created. I think you can an analogize it to a software and it mm -hmm. got out. So it's like free, like the people, whoever can come and can drink, you know, uh, drink from the fount that they, or that they created. So it, I don't think that all these guys are some kind of like, you know, MCAT or whatever, like a program to kill types where somebody brings them in and then sends them out to do stuff for larger ideas. I think that even with the internet, people can just pick it up. So maybe they're bringing them in. Maybe they're puppeteering them. I, you know, I wouldn't know. A secret society is supposed to be secret. So, yeah, it, that would be a hard one to get an answer to because you would just never know. I, I, um, I think, I think that, um, they are seem seemingly like coming this whole um, I guess you could say ideology seems to be coming from the darkest of dark occult. So if it was like coming from there, then it, it, 
it would it would it would seem to be coming from the darkest parts of it all you know like the the sacrifice and everything but i mean there is a lot of lost souls out there that if, if they found something to attach themselves to i mean there are real psychopaths so i, I wouldn't doubt that it just could be exactly how you reported in the book too and not necessarily linked to the bigger the bigger um you know picture necessarily or not i don't know right and we you know you don't know it's a see like a see uh you know, I was doing, I've been doing shows on the process church and during its heyday, they had like half a million members. Like you would never know it was that big. It was huge. They thought they were going to take over the world. And so maybe this order of the nine angles, like you see it rise and people get caught and they're caught having the black book of Satan or Naos. So you can tell they're reading the book. Like there's a lot of pictures out there of that, but maybe some of these guys have with this idea are in the elite or they're in kind of middle class or, they're wealthy. You just don't know. People have mm -hmm. asked me that, like, who's in it? I said, I don't know the totality of who's in it. You know, like, I think the process was much bigger and stronger than people think of it maybe as like a small group of people. They didn't think of themselves as a small group of people. Right. So, um, and masonry too. Masonry's everywhere. Oh, it's yeah. All over the world. So, and it's totally secret too. Now, I think that the UK, every prime minister in the UK has been a mason for 400 years, the last 400 years. That's oh yeah, and presidents too. Most of the presidents, most not of the presidents all. Are, yeah, most of the presidents are masons too. So, um, how big this this order of nine angles is, I don't know. But it, it it's like you said, it's like the rawest, most evil version to me of all of those satanic groups. You know, whatever. We yeah, do. absolutely. I you know I have a friend. You may know uh, NY Patriot. Um, yeah, uh -huh. he yeah. kind of been doing this study. Um, just on his own and he's noticed that just about every mason temple is like always a block away from a mortuary and i don't know if that has any relevance or not but it's interesting that if they were performing sacrifice that they would definitely be able to get um, as dark as it horrible sounds but they'd be able to get rid of the body by having their friends down the street you know just right nearby at a mortuary you're right. I mean, it's scary. Like, you get into these groups, and like the, the top leaders are some nasty customers, man. They're oh, yeah. really nasty people. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a shame that they're out there. I, they're one of the reasons of writing these books and talking about this, so people can be aware. You know, I think yeah. a lot of people don't know, aren't as aware, maybe because the mass media covers it up because it's run by Masons. So, you know, you're never gonna really have a real uh, insightful show about masonry and its power. No. Uh, but I think that that's the kind of the point of why I get these talks. And uh, Well, yeah, it's important to expose all this. I mean, it, it is dark and it's like, it's not something fun to go to bed to, but I mean, um, we, you know, it's like, we just need, I think people really need to know that the world is run by this kind of mentality because a lot of people are really clueless that, that we, even the mentalities that run through society a bit that we don't, that are wrong are actually kind of stemming from dark occult ways, you know, the selfishness, the, the, you know, me on top kind of, you know, everybody out from themselves. That's actually satanic ideologies themselves. Good point. I mean, we've talked about the whole, like, uh, you know, depop through the shot situation. This is probably all occultists of one type or another on the council of 300. Oh, you may I, not I, have I, the knowledge. Yeah. But yeah, so, 
that's that's a satanic thing. It's a coal, right? So they talk about coaling. I talked about it in this book. And so this is like a big coal. Like they don't care. They don't care about you. We're all useless eaters. I'm a useless eater to these guys. I'm just trying to eke out a middle class living. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if we can put together like a big picture, I was thinking about this of the occult running our world. We got the world elites running the new world order. And it seems like they're in unison running Hollywood politics, um, global events, you know, and I, I've listened to people like um, Michael Desarian trace the control pyramid to a group called um, the Elys out of the Vatican, whether or not that's the tip of the pyramid. I, I, I don't know, but this, this new world order group seems to be much more in line with the ONA as far as mass sacrifice and thinking they're not bound to society's laws and right. thinking they're not bound by any, you know, all this. And, it, and what particularly comes to mind are these dark gods. Um, and you kind of makes me wonder what the year 2030 is all about. You know, this whole agenda. I mean, they're talking about bringing down these dark gods and it makes me wonder if that's some date they have set in their, their ideology to, to bring back these, these dark ones, or some, some of them even say the old ones, you know? Right. I mean, that's what, like, I mean, imagine being in Babylon back in the day and those huge, you know, ziggurats or whatever doing rituals like an Aztec, you know, priest or something all the way back then talking to these dark gods. Aztecs had the same dark gods. You know, it was right. the same kind of dark, different names, but probably very synonymous or similar to the stuff that the ONA is talking about. So, um, yeah, no, it's bad. I mean, they, they, there's celebrations for like Crowley's receipt of the Book of the Law at the pyramids in uh, Egypt. So I think, and they've had, they actually kind of resurrected the the Arch of Ball in New York City. Like that's what they, these doubles Did they are, really? Yeah. Yeah, let me oh. see if I can find it. The ball and yeah, the arch of ball in New York City came back. They put it in Central Park. So that's what these guys are referencing. Yeah. Feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's something to do with 2030 is a is a why are they rushing to put all this in by 2030? And you gotta wonder, like, I mean, maybe it is a date that in their calendar of the return of these these gods or something, or some some degree. I don't know. I, I've just been curious on that lately. Let's see if I can find it. This is Jonathan Kahn. This guy did something. Oh, yeah. He made a false prophecy. Did he? Yeah. He said something was going to happen. But yeah, there's the Archibald. That's like the the Old Testament. Just like, stop going to the Balaam. Stop going to these dark gods. God is constantly telling the Israelites, stop doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. This child sacrifice. They'd have temple prostitutes. Who knows what kind of probably ritual stuff, you know, a lot of right. rituals like that. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, totally. That's, that's it. That's in New York City. Uh, yeah, that was uh 2016. So I don't know if it's still there. But yeah, they brought that out. That's wow. Yeah, crazy. Huh? I feel like there was something in LA like that too. I heard about I wouldn't Hollywood. believe it. I wouldn't doubt it. Here it is, the Palmer. Wow. Here it is. 2016. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the, the, there's somebody out there thinking about that stuff. There's no doubt. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, um, I really value your perspective, too, William, because um, as a Christian through all this, as, as 
dark as all this is, you you know all about this dark world, but you're here to expose it. And I think that's great because, um, uh, you know, most people are not talking about this in any churches or anything. And it's just, it's important. I mean, this is, this is the, we got to know what the dark side is doing because otherwise you're being taken advantage by it, you know? No doubt. These people do the dark rituals and dark magic for power. So mm -hmm. like you said, they run the world. They run it through power. They want the power. So maybe the other kind of groups don't want it as much. They do this to get power over people. And they usually have power that's exerted over people is negative, right? It's negative energy power. So it's something to be very aware of because you can just see the, uh, you know, the turns of the, like you said, 2030, right? They're leading up to it. They're depopulating. They're, the laws are changing. They're going after podcasts in Canada. That's straight from the king. Like, uh, it's not Trudeau is the, not the boss. He's a, he's no. a puppet. puppet. So, yeah. Um, so that's kind of like this, the New World Order. Was it um, the guy? I forgot what his name was. But said the New World Order is like the Old World Order. It's just the Old World Order exerting itself. So they're trying to take our freedom away. Once they do, and they've already censored me and so many people. Oh, yeah. But people have to really realize that this is, these people don't have good intent. Then they're they're all Lucifer. I mean, I think the Duke of York, who's like Andrew, right? Prince Andrew, King Charles's brother, is the head of the York Rite of Freemasonry, right? That's his, oh, wow. that's, yeah, yeah, that's his position. So that Masonic element is very important in the um in Britain and the British Empire. It's a very important component. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then these groups, the the, the royal family goes back to you can trace them back to Rome. And like I was talking about with some of Michael Desarian's work too, of going back to some of these really uh, dark circles down there in the Vatican and stuff. Um, they're all connected to the same group. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, it's, it's hard to tell, but like in your research, is there a difference between dark Luciferianism and Satanism is dark Luciferianism just a, uh, more like what the ONA is like versus just like is it Levain Satanist? It's a good question. I don't. I don't. I would say the Luciferian values and the Satan Satanic values overlap. Maybe there's a different thing. Like the Luciferian is more of like a philosophy, you know, a philosophical element. Uh, people have asked me, are Lucifer and Satan the same thing? That's another question. I think from a Christian perspective, yes. But uh, some people would say, argue and say no, that the concepts mm -hmm. are different. But like Luciferianism is like the devil is the God, is the real God, just like um, it comes out of Blavatsky or even farther back. But, you know, the real oppressor is, is Yahweh, the original God, and the liberator is Satan trying to liberate you and make you a God, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think that, that that would be how I would define Luciferianism as opposed to Satanism which still has the man as God kind of view, but maybe a little, you know, less, maybe they're in it more for like the rituals or whatever, or the sex or something. It may be different. Like I always see Luciferianism as a philosophical kind of more philosophical occult mm -hmm. perspective, but that's just me. Yeah. It's hard to know about all this, but it's, it's certainly evil. And, and, uh, we're just in the time where they think they're going to win. And, and, um, I guess just to leave the audience with, uh, you know, 
more positive uh, outlook. I mean, um, maybe we can leave them with an awareness to recognize and separate ourselves from the influences of the dark cult and go toward the light, you know, because yeah. I, I uh, hate to, you know, th this time it seems like the walls are really closing in, but I guess we're just in those end times. Huh? Yeah, I think we're in the end times. I think it started 2000 was it. I think that's when they, the, you know, dark occultists, whatever you want to call it, started it off. I agree. And, uh, it's uh, we're not getting away. Yeah, it's, uh, we haven't. The, there hasn't been a bunch of wins for humanity. No. in the last twenty-five years, I would say. So, uh, but yeah, it's good to know. It's good to know that these groups are out there. I mean, think about the people who died inadvertent. I mean, not inadvertent, but people who died associated with the ONA. They probably never saw it coming. They didn't know how sinister it was, and it's yeah. all secret too. Like, oh, it'd be like me not knowing what it was before. Maybe even you, like. Well, I don't even know what that group is. I got to go, you know, I got to go shop for dinner or something like that. So it's not in your mind's eye. But now if you're aware, then you're looking out. Like you see somebody carrying a book like Naos or I'm a part of a Nexian. Like, whoa, this is where things can get really dangerous. And I think that some of the smiley face bleeds into the smiley face killing uh, phenomenon, at least in, a, in, a, in my mind, based upon my research, you hear about some of these victims like running into strange groups of people, you know. Like, and it may, maybe they were uh, Order of Nine Angle people or Nexium. Like, one of the guys who comes to mind is a victim named Tommy Booth, who's telling his uncle, Yeah, I'm in a bad group of people and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to associate with them anymore. And then he disappears and is found in a river, you know, body of water. Oh, so, yeah. 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 So, I don't know. I can only state the facts and the evidence that I have in the books. Like, I don't, I can, you know, hypothesize, but. I, those those are kind of things that come to mind when I read these cases in my most recent book, right? Smiley Face Killing Book. But um, mm -hmm. there's something dark going on with that too. Like there's there's underground stuff. I think that people need to be aware that these uh, dark relationships, you know, whether it's the Brotherhood of Death or um, you know anything, any yeah, these are guys are out there. So I don't want to get caught in the web, so to speak. Yeah, they're out there and. Now that I've been made aware of it, I'm just like, I again, I, I just couldn't believe how evil people can really get. But that's just it. It's just I think that the world we live in, your average person thinks that everybody's like them. And yeah. most people are pretty decent people like your average person, even if they're totally not knowing what's going on. They're generally pretty good people, but and they can't believe we share a world with people this evil. And I think I think that's where people's um uh shut down is that they they would never do these kind of things but there are people that really do believe in this stuff and i think that needs to be made aware to the general public totally agree 100 percent. yeah well william i i i'm uh probably gonna we'll close it out here soon um i appreciate you coming on and sharing yeah, my pleasure Thanks for having me. It's good to be with this you. This is again. a good book, and I think everybody should read, you know, Global Death Cult to really understand this. It's uh, available at WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com. You should check it and out. And Amazon. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Amazon. But I always try to cut out Amazon if we can. Right. There. There you go. Good one, idea. You know, but it, yeah, support William and his work. It's, it's always good. It's always good to connect with you and uh, appreciate co you coming on. Appreciate being with you. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care, okay. William. All right, I'm going to get the end of the stream. Right?